Hi, I'm Anna Harris. Welcome to our podcast. Please join us as we talk to experts, ministers, and prophetic voices from around the world on topics relevant for today. I hope you enjoy this message. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our very first podcast for Anna Harris Ministries. I'm Anna Harris. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, We have an amazing lineup of guests already, and I am so happy to introduce you to today's guest, Mr. Ian Ross. Uh, I had heard about Ian for a long time and finally got to meet him in 2013 when he came and taught at a Father Heart School for a week that we were hosting. And then um, I just loved what he taught. I loved the uh, anointing that he carries. And he just really carries the Father heart of God. And um, people can just sense that anointing on him. And so I had him back several times uh, to teach at my school of ministry and church over the years. Um, And everyone just fell in love with him. Uh, And I wanted to share with you from Hib's website, someone gave him a recommendation, and I I love what they said because I feel like it sums up um, a lot of what he carries. And this is from a friend named John Costello. She said, I have always loved being in Ian's presence because when you see him, God's presence comes as well. He has always been a vessel of God's glory as long as I've known him. Being in his presence is a lot like being in Heidi Baker's, always overflowing with more of God. He has a compassionate heart and loves to minister. Around Ian, I have felt God's presence come down like a warm blanket, spreading to anyone hungry for more. It's almost contagious. It flows like a river and fills hearts to overflowing. He is an excellent teacher and minister, and I highly recommend him. He not only teaches about the Father's heart and love, but he lives it. So welcome, Ian, and thank you so much for being our very first guest. I know you were part of the senior staff when renewal began at Catch the Fire Church in Toronto way back in 1994. So if you can just tell us about that, how it impacted you and how you uh, arrived there. Okay, but before we begin, I'd just like to pray because uh, I just absolutely love the presence of God. Yeah, So I would love that. For Ann and myself and anybody watching, we just, Father, we just invite your your manifest presence in our midst. We love when we when you come, when we can kind of taste and feel that you're good. And uh, you love to reveal yourself to our hearts. So we ask you to do that today. We give you this, this time. Holy Spirit, would you direct all that goes on, all the all that I share, all that I and ask. And may you be glorified and people come to know something more of the love of our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes, amen. So I thought I'd give you a little my my story because it's rather unusual. <laughs> my story began way back in 1971 when I first entered a church. Now, the only reason I went to church, someone said there's really beautiful girls in church. <laughs> so that was a big attraction for me to come to church. 
in the very first meeting I was I attended, a gentleman was preaching the gospel. And that first meeting, I gave my life to Jesus. Wow. So that was quick. And and uh, I also found my wife in the same church. Hmm. Now, the, the church was a very conservative church, beautiful Christian people. Uh, they, they loved Jesus. They loved, they loved the word of God. They, they probably focused mainly on doctrine because we want to know how to do this properly within the framework of, uh, of the, uh, what the Bible says. And uh, so, but while I was there over, we were there for several years. While we were there, we, we used to go to a, a family camp north of Toronto, maybe three hours north, a family camp. We took our four kids and it's mainly on a beautiful lake having fun. We had some church meetings and so on. And, uh, but God had what I would almost call a Holy Spirit ambush. <laughs> hmm. Because it's supposed to be very light meetings, but light meetings just to, you know, learn a few things about the Word of God, have a couple of hymns, and then go and play. But um, he had a man by the name of Dan Snadden, who was a, an itinerant preacher from Scotland. And uh, he shared his wartime experience of being in, in a Japanese prisoner war camp. He was taken prisoner in Singapore, taken into the mainland, and was in this prison camp, which was just terribly brutal. Many men died mm, and these wow. are beaten to death or whatever. But he was he was he was a man of God. He smuggled his Bible into the camp. Mm. And uh, God used this man of God to lead many men to Jesus and of course, several Americans went to this camp as well later on. And it's famous because it's on the, they're building the Burma Railroad, which I'm sure some Americans would recall mm -hmm. or have heard of it. Now, now before this event, and when I was still in the old church, I, I actually saw church as you learn to do church. And I saw like mm -hmm. a system of religious obligations, which in other words, if the church doors are open, you should be there. You should be studying the Word of God, memorizing the Word of God. You should be going to prayer meetings. You should share your faith. You should tithe. You should, 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 should. Mm -hmm. Right. But I, my, but my heart wasn't changed. But when we met this man of God, we saw there was something different. We were, we were born again. We knew we were, if we die, we were going to heaven. But there was such a depth to this man of God. So instead of going to play, we went back to our motel room and prayed what I call a dangerous prayer. Do you know there's dangerous prayers? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All we prayed was, Lord, we, we, we really, really want what he's got. Hmm. And whatever it costs, it must be worth it. And at that moment, I think a divine exchange happened. We gave him the keys to our life. And then in turn, he, he put a hunger and thirst deep in our hearts. Wow. Which means we were going to pursue God because we wanted to, to receive what he had. Mm -hmm. And on that one prayer, our whole life was transformed. Mm -hmm. Now, before that, our life was decent and in order. <laughs> I had a job at IBM and we were busy at church. We had home. We had four kids, and which we still have four kids. But um, everything changed and we began to seek him. And then he gave me Jeremiah 29, 13. Which says, if you seek me, you will find me if you seek me with all of your heart. Now, I, I thought it was about if I could just get perfect doctrine, if I just learned how to do church. 
But he's saying, I, I want you to pursue me with all your heart. The next verse says, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So that, that began on a journey. We began pursuing God with our heart. Like wow. this, was, this, this is a passion that we must find God on this level. And over the years, we ended up uh, coming to the airport church in 1990 in fear and trembling because we didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. We didn't know anything about the love of the Father. And so it was kind of a culture change for us. While we were there, we met a man by the name of Jack Winter who taught us mm -hmm. revelation of the Father, heart of God. First time I've ever heard of it. Yeah. And he says, actually, actually, this is all about receiving the love of God by revelation. Mm hmm not in your head, but in your heart. And I was immediately attracted to this because because I knew there was something missing in my own heart. Can you give a little explanation of what's different, what was different before and then receiving things with your heart, you know, seeking him with your heart? How did that look different or feel different? Well, I was actually feeding my head. Now, at IBM, I was an mm -hmm. analyst, so I, I, I judged mm -hmm. everything through my mind, my intellect, right. And if I could analyze it and, 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 you know, carefully look it over, then maybe I could accept it. Mm -hmm. But my heart was actually kind of cold and, and closed off. Right. But okay. somehow God found a way through through Jack's word, through the Holy Spirit, I believe, is, is saying, you know, this is all about receiving my love for you. Not for what you know, what you do, but for who you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this is revolutionary for me. Yeah. And we, we started to realize there was, there's, there was a real brokenness in our hearts. We were believers, but it was more like we had like a Christian veneer, but it didn't go very deep. Mm. So what we saw in Dan Snedder, I mean, he's, the, the depth of his Christianity was something we didn't have any knowledge of. I remember there's a song by uh, Cody Carr. I don't know if you've heard of it, Run to the Father. Mm, yes. Beautiful mm -hmm. Father Heart song. And he has one line. He says, heart needs a surgeon. My soul needs a friend. Hmm. And we realized the more we heard from this is that we were, we were broken. Janice and I were broken and said we were, we were really fatherless. Hmm. Yeah. We, we didn't really know this kind of love at all. And we found out that we, there's actually eyes and ears in our heart too, which have to be opened to receive this. Mm -hmm. So I sat under his teaching. I was prayed for by him and, and also Ed Piorek, and uh, later on, James and Denise Jordan. And they just kept feeding into this, 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 this revelation. And my heart was getting healed. Hmm. And, uh, Through the revelation of the father heart teaching that you were getting. Yes, this, your this heart was, getting was, was touching broken areas of my heart. Wow. Okay. For instance, I didn't even like who I was. I tried to be, I'll be whatever you need me to be. Mm -hmm. You will accept me. Yeah. So I didn't even know who I was, but he began to reveal who I am without the brokenness. Mm, and, wow. and he says, I love you because you're a son, mm -hmm. not for what you know or what you do. So um, that began to bring tremendous change. And then we, uh, I had a chance to go to Nicaragua with John and Carol Arnott. And all this while the healing process is working, the revelation is growing. And I'd never done anything like this, that short-term mission trip. I'm still a businessman. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things you pay your own way. You take your summer holidays and you go off and do a mission trip. Right. Well, the second trip was in 93 in March. And John Arnott, who's the senior pastor, 
asked me to lead the team. So we went into Eastern Nicaragua and our little team, I don't know if I'm really going into the story too much, but we went into a little village and I preached on the love of the father myself. We invited the presence of God to come. The Holy Spirit fell. And we were there for 30 hours. And I think 75% of the village was saved in a day and a half. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And I I got eyeballs like this. I said, (laughs) this is Ian. Like I I I hadn't really had any training. Right. I was just summoned by God. And he says, you're in. So that was that was March 93. I came back wrecked. Mm-hmm. Even though I was a businessman, I was no longer going to be a businessman. John Arnett asked to meet me for lunch in the summer. And he said, would you, would you and Janice consider coming under our pastoral team? Hmm. Wow. Which was a shock because we never dreamed of being pastors. Right. So, and you're not, and you, at that time, you're not an ordained minister no, or anything. No, you're right no out of business. Whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I was drafted by God. Mm, wow. <laughs> so in September of 93, we joined the staff. I must say in fear and trembling, we were wondering what in the world are we doing here? <laughs> but I'm not, and inside all we're thinking, you know, all we, all we know how to do is love people, which is kind of funny. We thought that, that is that enough to be a pastor? Mm-hmm. Of course it is. Right. So we came on staff in September, but in January 94, all heaven broke out in our church. Right. And and the Holy Spirit fell when uh, Randy Clark came. And and we were into this renewal revival, whatever you want to call it. And revival went for 12 years. Wow. And every day the presence of God would come. People would come from every nation on earth. And people were being physically healed, emotionally healed. They, they fell in love with Jesus again. And uh, and the place was, was just... The presence of God was was actually thick. You tangibly mm. feel His presence. Mm. Of course, I loved every minute of it. Yeah, I feel His presence just talking about this. You know, really? it's like, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it was an exciting time. Chris, we never dreamed mm. we'd be part of anything like that. Right, right. And, and just, really, millions of people went through there. We had uh, over three million people visit the church. Mm. Imagine wow. that we we had to find translation from Japanese and Germans <laughs> and Koreans. Mm-hmm. And everybody else, we had a small building. We had to get another building. Mm-hmm. So it just exploded. Wow. We had thousands upon thousands of pastors. And as they as they went home, they many of them took this with them. Yes. They began to change the churches around um, the world. Right. Mm-hmm. I've so met many people. Sorry, I've met many people around the world in other settings. And they'll all, it, many times they're, um, encounter with the father heart of God, they go back to Toronto, you know, it's like a, uh, a common bond that a lot of people have. So, yeah. so what was God doing? I, I really think he was restoring the foundation of the church. Mm. He wanted to take us back where we're rooted and grounded in love. Yes. Not in programs, not in strategies, not in how do you do church, but mm-hmm. he wants us to receive love so we can give away love. Right. Kind of a mission statement of the church, which is receive God's love and then give it away. And so I loved every minute. I just finished saying, I'm never, ever going to leave this place. And then the father spoke to me and said, Ian, I said, I recognize that name. <laughs> <laughs> he said, are you willing to lay all this down for me? Hmm. And part of me is like, no. <laughs> and he said, I've, I've made you for something. I've made you for something. Hmm. 
He said, I've actually put the love of the Father in you. And I want you and Janice to take this to the nations. Hmm. So at the height, when everything's at its maximum level of activity, he says, would you lay it down, which we did. In 1998, we stepped down and began to carry this to the nations. Because he, what he said, he says, I've actually put this revelation in you. Mm-hmm. And Fred, Fred Wright, who you know, he, he says, I think you're one of the primary carriers of this revelation. He sees like it's, it's part of who you are. Wow. Not something we've earned. It's just he just placed it in us. Mm-hmm. So we began to carry it to the nations. And uh, further on in the journey, Chris, the, everything's always growing. Part of our journey was he took us out to Western Canada. He says, will you leave everything behind and start over again, which we did. And we, we believe it was his intent to, to actually start a revival in Western Canada. Hmm. But it, it was a shock to us, but uh, you have to want it. We, we, we had everything we had pre- prophets there we had uh we had uh people of every every kind of thing in the church prophets we had we had bible teachers we had inner healing book people we we brought the father heart people mm-hmm. uh, and, and it was like everything was in place for revival hmm. wow. but the church i met with the church ministerial in the in the city and they said we we don't think we need this. Hmm. And furthermore, we're not sure what happened in Toronto was God. Oh, uh, yeah. So that, that was a real downer. Mm-hmm. At that same moment, Janice was being processed by God. And he was saying, I want you actually to step down from ministry. I want you to just rest. So for our, for, for our situation, our ministry... He, he had me lay down my job at IBM, which I worked in 1992. He says, I want you to sell your house and sow the proceeds into the church, which we did. Wow. I want you to come on staff at the church. And in the first six months, they couldn't afford to pay us. Hmm. Then he had to step down. So we were no longer working with John and Carol Arnott, which was, that was a huge privilege for us. But now to have Jan- Janice step down, it was it almost a bridge too far. <laughs> right. And I took it very hard. Mm-hmm. And I, I was angry. I said, I've given up everything, Father. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could do this. But he was actually trying to take me in further. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, he asked me a question, which he's asking the whole church today, and I'll, I'll share why later. But uh, here's the question. It's a hard question. Mm-hmm. He says, if I'm all you have, am I enough? Mm, wow. Hmm. I don't know how many people would say yes very quickly to that. If I'm right. all you have. We had we had no house, we had no finances. We did we were really still itinerant, so we didn't really have a paycheck. Mm-hmm. We stepped away from everything we knew. Now Janice is stepping down. And uh and I said, how is this going to work? He said, I, I, I do not want to travel alone. Then he, he has me go to a trip to uh, Holland at the same moment, which I don't want to go. So I went in a bad place, angry. 
the night before him to speak, I got food poisoning. Mm, gosh. And I, and I had to speak the next morning. <laughs> I said, what in the world am I going to share? And he says, share where you're at right now. I said, are you serious? So I shared. I said, Janice has stepped down last night. I got food poisoning. I was up all night. I'm not in a good place. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, I've been ruined by the love of the Father. I can't go back. He so radically changed me, and I have to go on. But when I was, I thought, well, gee, this is a waste of time. I went home again, and I got an email from a pastor in in Australia. He said, I was in that meeting, and he said, when you laid hands on me, he said, I received a baptism of the love of the Father. Hmm. And my life has been changed. Hmm. And even eventually gave up his ministry to to give up to to actually take on his own ministry of the love of the Father. Hmm. In a book, and he even put a chapter in how he met me and and how on his life was changed. Oh gosh! So so, and and that was that was way that's, that was fourteen years ago. Hmm. And I've been traveling alone since then. But the thing is, he never he never left me nor forsake me. Everywhere he went, he said, I will go with you. And he's almost mm-hmm. like he'd gone before me. So I've never, ever, ever been alone. Wow. Yeah. And the fruitfulness from it is amazing. Yes. Yeah. So so that made a dr- dramatic change <laughs> in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's, a, it's another step. Right. Now, can I share what I'm seeing right now about what's happening? Yes, absolutely. Because in March, he began to show me, he says, um, he said, what's happening right now? And he gave me, this, gave me this in March. Let me just interject that today, the day we're recording is actually November 3rd, and it's election day in the United States. So we don't know what's going to happen, but it's just, it's interesting that we are, we're talking today. Yeah. But he, in, in our ministry, he's, he's, we didn't go to Bible school as such. Mm-hmm. But he he takes us through his situations, issues, troubles. He teaches us something, mm-hmm. which he says, actually, this is for my whole church. So what I went through at West, what he taught me about, if I'm all you have, I'm am I enough? He says that's for the church. Mm-hmm. So that's the background for that. He says I he says I'm allowing a gigantic wake up call for the for the church, mm-hmm. the whole world. He said, 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And many, many believers from Revelation 20 believe there is a judgment coming, and he wants us to be prepared. And, and, and he's, I think he's looked at the church, and he says he's so far off what we need to be. He wants us rooted and grounded in love. Mm, right and it seems to be we're focused on things like the economy how is the economy going to do am i going to have a good job am i going to get a better house as church people we don't we don't seem to value character and integrity as much as we used to and so on but he, he says what happens and i actually saw i didn't see the pandemic but i saw a worldwide economic collapse hmm. And everything you mean like in a vision or something you felt like the Lord was showing you that yeah, he was showing me that and uh-huh. everything runs on money mm-hmm. like, uh, how do you how do you keep your house how do you how do you 
How do you get health care? How, how do you look after your kid's education? Mm-hmm. It all runs on money. Right. So if there's an economic collapse, suddenly everything that we we lean on, I think what he was saying, everything that we lean on is is in jeopardy. Mm-hmm. And I used to lean on my on my, my salary. I leaned on my the equity in my home. I leaned on, on my assets. I even leaned on John and Carolina when I was working on the staff. But mm-hmm. but but what he was saying, he says, I want that place. Mm-hmm. Right. I think he's insisting, I want the central place in your life. And I think he's insisting on it. Right. Yes. That's why I don't think this is going to be over quickly. Because he's he's causing he wants to has a radical shift in our thinking. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And uh, and what we have found, he's our constant companion. Mm. He provides for us supernaturally. We're, we're not living in fear, but we're living in peace and rest. He, he's made us more fruitful than we've ever been in our whole life. Mm. And, and, and it's nothing like I used to be, because I used to be, and I used to be very, very careful. I was frugal. Another word is cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so we've been living like this for, for 14 years wow. by faith. Mm-hmm. And the ministry keeps growing in, the, in what, what, it's, what is happening. Right. And you've traveled all around the world. Yes, we've been to about 28 countries. Wow. I've been to Africa 11 times, worked with mm-hmm. Heidi Baker, been there nine or 10 times. Mm-hmm. We've been to Central America, all over Europe, all over America. Right. So it, it, it just, he just sends us wherever this, he needs us. So, um, so I'm thinking this is, you know, I don't think this is an accident. We're doing this today mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I, I know in Canada, I, I think we're, 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 the church is really missing the point largely. Right. We're right. not really love-based. We're, we're, we're almost uh, judgmental and mm. critical. And, right. uh, and I think he wants us to have this soft, open heart because yes. I, because I, th- I think there is a huge harvest coming, mm-hmm. but they're going to come home to, to the heart of the Father. Yeah, we'll I agree. Receive yeah. Them. We'll receive them and accept them and be a blessing to them and teach them and, and give away the love which we first received. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's the critical place we're in right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. I know I grew up with a view of God as being distant, kind of you know, kind of always disappointed or angry, but I knew that Jesus was the nice one. That was kind of how, um, how I was raised. We can have a relationship with Jesus. Um, but it wasn't until much later in life that I was introduced to the father and his amazing love. And I agree with you. I think it's the love of God as father that is going to bring, um, you know, bring people in, bring people into his relationship and, um, you know, bring people back home to the father. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same impression. I actually saw a picture of Jesus on the cross and it's like his arms are keeping back an angry father. Uh, He's my protection. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know the father, but it's because I didn't know him. Right. So, but to know him is, oh, radically changes us. Yeah. So um, he, um, can I share about what he's taught us in recent days, how to even live in this uh, pandemic? Absolutely. Yes. People need to know this. We, uh, we love 
the manifest presence of God, mm-hmm. which means we can invite him. I get up, I get up early every morning and I, uh, I get a big mug of coffee. So it's not religious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I get out scriptures. I get some worship music and I invite the Holy spirit to come mm-hmm. and say, I'm, I'm wanting to meet with you. My focus yes. is on you. It's not on, on myself, my needs, or it's, I don't bring my shopping list. I'm looking for him mm-hmm. seeking yes. his face. And, uh, and I think if you, if you make a place for him, make space, which means time, place, turn off your phone, turn off the TV, mm-hmm. get quiet and say, Papa, I, I, I need to meet with you today. Yeah. Will you tell me again how much you love me? You know, <clears throat> I, I was very much orphan hearted, but my identity, that whole identity now is being a son. Mm. Can you talk about that? What, what does it mean to be orphan hearted? Well, when I was when I was uh, work, my my identity was my job. I was a senior financial analyst, mm-hmm. so my identity was wrapped up in what I did. Right. Sometimes our identity is in what people think of us. In other words, what's your reputation? Mm-hmm. But that's dangerous because a lot of people have a false idea of who you are. Or I my identity is wrapped up in what I own or what I have. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you when you discover you're beloved of your father. Like that's Jesus' identity. He's beloved of his father. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that was a huge switch for me. Is 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 is, is switch, switching my identity to the truth that I'm his son. All right. And I used to be afraid of risking because because risking means you could you could lose something or you could uh, if you don't do it perfectly then he's going to reject you. Mm-hmm. But he actually said to me, he says Ian, he says, do you realize if you did everything wrong? I'll still love you. Hmm. And I'm thinking, yeah. whoa. It takes the pressure off, doesn't it? Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's not about performance. Mm-hmm. It's about a father loving a son and then me loving the father. Mm-hmm. Of course, Jesus is the way to the father. So he brings us lovingly to the father. Right. Remember when Jesus died on the cross, a huge event happened as the veil in the temple was torn in two. And, and because of that, because of the work of the cross, we now have access to an intimate place with the Father. Mm-hmm. We can go in and come out. He comes out and meets with us. So often in the morning, he, he shows up. Sometimes I journal. Mm-hmm. And, and I say, Papa, what, when you look at me, what, what, do, you, what do you see? Mm-hmm. And you just kind of spontaneously write what he says. Then you realize he's speaking to your heart. Right. Um, I put on, I love worship music. Often the doorway for me is a worship song songs uh his when his presence comes it's like often i can actually tangibly feel him on my hands hmm. it's like that verse taste and see that i'm good right you often can get a, a physical taste not always but often a physical taste of his love a touch from his heart mm-hmm. in his presence even though there's chaos everywhere there's peace mm-hmm there's rest, there's comfort. Yes. Another one which is huge for me is perspective. Mm. If you're watching all the news channels, mm-hmm. you have a horrible perspective, no matter which channel you watch. I mean, it yes. is pretty pretty grim. Right. But yes. if you see through, through his eyes, it says you're going to be okay. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I believe with the love of the Father, he's going to lift us up and over our circumstances Mm-hmm. And we can live in peace, rest, and joy 
no matter what's happening at the ground level. Yes. Because yeah. we're, we're living in a place of intimacy. Intimacy is possible with God. Right. Because that's what he wants. And that's so good. Like anytime we can, you know, we need to focus on the peace of God, but especially right now, just with everything going on in the world, with the pandemic and with, you know, um, politics in the United States anyway, being so very divided and um, just all the things that are going on, we need to realize and practice that presence of God, you know, because that's where our peace comes from, is from his presence. And we all tend to, like I was, I've always been a leaner. Mm-hmm. I lean on something for comfort, right. peace and rest. If you're leaning on a political party, that's mm-hmm. not, so if you're leaning on your, on your resources, that's not, it may not be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. No, no. Right. If you think of the fact you have great health today, you think you assume it'll always be there. That may not be there. Right. But it, when you're leaning on him, he he is absolutely faithful. Mm. Yes. And, and it's something you grow in. I think I I find I'm still growing in sonship mm. because yes. every once in a while I, I get some orphan thoughts, mm-hmm. which means I'm comparing myself to somebody else. I'm jealous of somebody because they've got something I don't have. Right. And instead, you, you're really content with who you are. Mm-hmm. Even even discover who you are. I believe so many lies about who I was, and it took the Father to reveal who I really am. Right. Yes, knowing our identity is so important. Yeah, and it is rooted in who God created us to be. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 determined before He made the heavens and the earth who we would be. Mm-hmm. He's been carrying us around for thousands of years. Yes, He designed us. But we we've 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 taken on from the enemy all kinds of false identities, false mm-hmm. views. We've 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 kind of made an agreement with the devil against ourselves. We see all everything wrong we've done. But he he sees he sees his creation mm. and the brokenness. Yes. So mm-hmm. like like uh, like I said earlier on that that he he wants to, he's like a surgeon. A lot of this is healing our hearts. And I believe yes. every one every one of us is is in a measure orphan hearted, mm-hmm. and he, and he wants to father. He, and it happens over time, over over over. In, I call them encounters. Mm-hmm. Yes, or out encounters where you actually feel his touch. You you sense he, he's bringing healing in a, in a particular area of your life, but it's it's kind of he doesn't do everything at once. Right, it's it is a process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he goes through each room in the house. Maybe some areas we don't want him to go near because we're we're afraid of him touching something. Mm-hmm. But as you trust him more, one of the big things is with the father is you learn to trust. Yeah. Which has faith that he's going to pull you through no matter what it is. So he, it's almost like he's he's taking over this used house or this reconditioned house and, and he's bringing his love in every room in the house. Mm. Until you suddenly realize, man, I'm, I'm changing. I'm a different person. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. a different husband to my wife. I'm a different father to my kids. All right. Because we begin to see ourselves through his eyes and how he sees. That's right. Them. Yeah. Right. And the wonderful thing is, is we, you can give this away. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's given me this, uh, this anointing where I can, I can lay hands on people and they can actually receive the love of the father. That's mm-hmm. one other way of doing it. Yes. I had one encounter. If I could, can I show the story? Sure. Absolutely. Bill, you know Bill and Benny Johnson from yes. Bethel. Mm-hmm. They came to the airport church early on. I didn't know who they were. 
but they were leaving the meeting. I was praying for people along the back lines, along the back wall. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benny Johnson happened to catch my eye. And we looked at each other. And, and I went over to her. And I just, all I did was actually just touch her shoulder. Hmm. And she went crashing to the floor. It was down hmm. on the floor for half an hour. Just from the presence of God. Just so the presence of God manifest. Wow. And it was just imparted. Mm-hmm. Trying to do anything. And she's on the floor in half an hour and she got up a completely changed person in half an hour. Mm. Wow. And she shared in her book, she's written a book about intercession. She shared, I used to be a, have a lot of fears. And in that one moment, his perfect love cast off fear. Mm. And Bill Johnson said, I brought in this lamb and I took home a lioness from that conference. Mm. Wow. But just because she, she met the father who knew exactly what she needed at that one moment. Mm-hmm. That's God's touch. Wow. So it's amazing. Yeah. Wow. And I didn't even know about this until years later, she shared at a, I think her 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. She shared what I didn't know, hmm. but, but, but it's just the father does it. Yeah. So we all carry around brokenness with there's empty places. What he did in my, in my heart is he actually had to refather me hmm. right back to the beginning. Yeah, I like that term, refather. Yeah, like my mother. Do you still have a few minutes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. My mother, in her brokenness, desperately wanted a girl. Hmm. She already, she already had my brother. I was the next child coming. And in her her brokenness, she wanted a girl because she was she was I think she was actually looking for a mother. Hmm. She wanted someone who could understand her. Right. So when I was coming. I believe that inside me that I was a disappointment hmm. because I wasn't what was really wanted. And, and for, for many years, I came, I really lived like I was a major disappointment. And mm-hmm. uh, Denise Jordan mm-hmm. prayed for me. Oh, I wow. stayed somewhere. Mm-hmm. And she was, she was doing some of the mother heart. Right. And I and had to give my mother. Teaching. Uh-huh. Yeah. She's an amazing teacher. Yes. And she did something called listening prayer. So she had the father speak to me directly. Uh-huh. And, and she, and the father said to me, he says, yes, your mother in her brokenness wanted a girl. And that, that's not sinful, but it, it, mm-hmm. the reason why was, was, was out of brokenness. Right. And he, then he said, but I wanted a boy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Something in me actually just jumped. Hmm. You know, the sensation I had, this is what it felt like. I felt like I was surrounded by liquid love. Oh, wow. Mm. I believe he healed me in the womb. Mm. He had to yeah. go back to my very beginning. Yeah. Wow. And then he fathered me because my dad was, was a distant Scottish man who didn't know how to love. He, mm. he couldn't share love. He never said, I love you and never got a hug. Mm. So I had to be refathered all the way up until done now. Wow. So he, remember, he, he restores all that the locusts has eaten. He had to restore my whole life. Yeah. And I used to be, a, my, my biggest fear is getting up in front of people to share. Of course, that's mm-hmm. all I do. Mm-hmm. Because of brokenness. Right. I wonder if you would pray, just pray for the people listening, you know, that they would encounter the same love that you're talking about and just begin that 
process, you know, of being reparented by our heavenly father. I'd love to. Okay. All right. This is folks. This is, this is absolutely life transforming. Yes. So, Father, I, I ask in the name of Jesus that you open up the eyes and ears of everyone listening today. Even get in touch with their need of a father. And, Father, we know we're, we're not blaming mom and dad. We're, we're just saying none of us had a perfect mother and father. But, Father, I pray that, first of all, you even put a, like you did for me, you put a hunger and thirst for this which caused me to pursue you with my heart. And then will you come and pour that revelation in our hearts? Yes. Thank you, Father. As Ed Pjork says, it often begins as a central event revelation, which means a one-time revelation. Where in your heart you say, oh, now I see. Now I see. And then he builds on that, and he builds on that, and he builds on that. We learn to trust him. We get to know him. We allow him into our hearts to heal up the broken areas mm. where, where he, he, he replaces the, the orphaness with, with sonship, where he loves us for who we are. He even, he even brings us back, I think, to his original creation. If there had never been a fall, where we, we like ourselves. We like being who we are. Because he's taken away the brokenness. He's, he takes away the lies. And his truth in our hearts brings healing. So, Father, you're in the business of restoring your people. Thank you for Jesus again, who by the, the work of the cross, he's the way to the Father. He's made a way for us to come to the Father. Yes. And he, just like in the prodigal son story, when the son, the young son took one step towards home, the father ran to meet him, not with an accusation, not with, oh, you've blown it, but he ran to meet him with a kiss and an embrace. Mm -hmm. That's the way he receives us. And, and Father, we I pray that each one of us can see that this is not a one-time event, but this is a journey, a journey into the love of the father, this and we learn something, we grow in this day by day, year by year. And he, and he sets us free to be who he planned us to be in the first place. Yes. So the real Ian Ross, the real whoever you are, is revealed. Not the distorted one that, through pain and suffering and, and distortion from the enemy, but the real person that the Father loves. Yes. And he says, the Father speaks right to your heart. He says, you're exactly what I wanted. Yes. Right now, even in your imperfection, I love you right now. Mm -hmm. If yeah. you let me in, if you invite me in, I will, I will bring healing, restoration. I'll give you joy. Yes. In my in my presence, there's fullness of joy. Yes. And he transforms us as people. No matter what's going on in the world, we have a home. Mm. It's in the heart of the Father. Jesus has prepared a place for every one of us in, in the heart of the Father. And no one can take it from us. It's our own personal place paid for by Jesus. Mm -hmm. We don't have to wait till we die. In a sense, we, we can take that place now. 
We know that we're loved. He accepts us, accepts us just who we are. We don't have to be something to earn our way. He just accepts us right now. Yes. You don't have to, you don't even have to memorize Leviticus <laughs> unless you want to. <laughs> it's not about doing, it's more about being. Yes. And he leads yes. us into this with this. It's like we put our, our little, as a child, we put our hand in Papa's hand. And he leads us into this revelation. Mm. And he's so excited because he says, I've got so much to show you. And we can learn to live over and above life circumstances. Or he wants, yeah. he wants to take the whole church. Circumstances can never dictate how well we're doing. That's never to be. Thank you that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Yes. Just really feel, I just really feel some that people listening are going to have their eyes open. Yeah. The eyes of their heart open to Papa God, that he is yes. a loving father. And just, they're just, I feel like several people, many people are going to listen to this and begin their journey of sonship, yes. beginning to know God as their, their heavenly father, as their Papa. They're Abba. Yes. I agree with that. Yes. And Father, I just I just pray on your behalf. Our Father's blessing on everyone who's listening. Yes. I bless you to take this journey. He says, my perfect love will cast off all fear. And I'll take you into your sonship, what it means to be a son or a daughter. And you, the real you will be revealed. Mm, yes. You'll have a peace and a rest, a satisfaction. And it'll even use you to touch others. That's the fun part. You get to give it away to somebody else. Yes. Yes. Give it to your kids, your husband, your wife, whatever. So I bless you with the Father's blessing. Yes. Amen. 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 That was awesome. Thank you. And thank you for sharing uh, your testimony, your um, history today. And yeah, I just think that, you know, um, the love of the father is relevant for today. It's been, it's always been relevant, but it's like, um, you know, in these uncertain times, we need that anchor of who God really is. And, you know, he's the one that we hold on to that keeps us going and that gives us that peace in the storm. So I think he's also preparing the heart of the church for, for the wedding that's coming. Yes. yes. Don't you know, when Jesus comes back, we're, we're, we're the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think he's preparing the bride to be a, without blemish, without spot, to be a loving bride. Yes. Yes. Who can't wait for his return. So I think all this is coming together. Maybe times are coming to conclusion sometime soon. Mm-hmm. But he's preparing our hearts to be ready for Jesus' return. Yes. And he's purifying things. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So I want to give people your website if they want more information about you and your ministry. It's fatherheartministry-ianross.com. 
Yes. So you can go there if you want more information um, about Ian Ross's ministry. Um, and I have a website coming very soon and it's annaharrisministries.com. And I'm excited about that. It will be up soon. And um, thank you for uh, everyone for listening to the podcast today. We have more coming up and I have some amazing speakers lined up as well. And I'm so honored that Ian Ross was the very first uh, guest. I just feel like you just carry such an amazing anointing of the Father's love. So thank you so much. Thank you, Anna. I feel honored to be your first guest. Yes, thank you. We've had a we've had a connection for years. I've always appreciated you guys in, in your ministry. So in your ministry, so bless. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit AnnaHarrisMinistries.com and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast.